I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Two Angles on Angling. We have a packed week to go over. I fished four days, which was awesome. Ryan? Got five in. Oh, five? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, we do have a lot to talk about. Yeah. As per usual, bro, you lead it off. All right. All right. So... Started on Wednesday or Tuesday, excuse me. Yeah, Tuesday. Went out on the upper with my buddy, buddy Tyler, and we got into him for a little bit using some, uh, using a drop shot in the current, dragging it. And the biggest of the day was the four pounder that I sent you the picture of. It was a really, really beautiful yeah. fish. Yeah, it was just. Um, and all of them were like of that like same kind of color color pattern like that. They were deeper fish too, but they had that dark yeah, mar- like, yeah. like uh, leopard spots. Yeah, kind of super cool. Yeah. Uh, so only got out for a few hours that day, but it was a super good time. Uh, and then, as I said last week, uh, I had the tournament on Canisius today, Sunday. So I took off Thursday and Friday to practice fish. My buddy Alex, who was on the podcast, uh, fished the tournament with me. And we were hyped about this tournament since I brought it up to him, like when the schedule came out months ago. And we prophesied then that we were going to win on smallmouth. So, that did not happen, <laughs> but but I got out on the water three days to try and figure something out, and when I went out Thursday, I started putting stuff together pretty quickly. Like, I caught a fish within the first, like, 15 minutes, so I was just, I was riding the wave, and I was like, all right, I've got a good game plan going right now, all smallmouth, out deep. Drop shots, just like on the river and everything. And I was trying all these spots that I had in the past. And then I was trying to expand slightly so that we had a little bit more for the tournament, just in case there's people on this, on those areas and everything to try and fan out a little bit. Um. So then Friday I went back and there was a tournament going on and i didn't realize that but so i got there and uh launched i lost two fish all day and did not land anything and i i did try some more new stuff so i will say i spent a lot of time exploring but i went back and checked some of the spots that i had just fished the day prior and (laughs) I wasn't catching anything. 
So, my confidence was a little shot after that going into this event. And then there was another tournament there Saturday. And then we had our tournament there on Sunday. Yeah, dude, that place is abused, man. Yeah. Um, so on the Thursday night one, the, the Lunker was a five and a half pound smallie, which is a tank. And then I have no idea what the weights were for the other events. Uh, but for ours, the winning bag of uh, Corey Krawczak and his dad got it was like 11, oh, I can actually look at it, 11, 12, yeah, 11 pounds, 12 ounces. Wow. For five fish. So yeah, Lake just got ravaged by yeah, a bunch of people, man. Super mm-hmm. low weights. Um, we caught one keeper. Alex caught it. Uh, we caught probably seven other small, small, small mouth that were, just wouldn't have measured. And why would they was, stack so many tournaments in the same? Well, but that's the thing is, like, I don't, I don't know that. Probably. Two of them didn't even know about the other two. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm honest. saying. Like, like it's, you would yeah, think, it's difficult. It's you would think that uh, there'd be some sort of effort. I was, Alex and I were talking about that. that on the drive home. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, uh, it was a grind, and a few guys texted me throughout the day, and they're like, "Okay, we're leaving," because uh, I'm on the tournament committee. They're like, "Okay." Uh, and I got back to the launch. I'm asking people. I'm like, "How'd you do?" And there, people were like, three fish." I got, I got five, barely. I got, you know. So the top three people ended up catching five, but obviously, as I said, like eleven pounds, twelve ounces, or something like that, won it. Uh, the longer was like three five, I think. Uh, my buddy Ken, and that was, you know, not nothing crazy. So. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't, at, you know, after I heard about all the terms, I wasn't expecting much, honestly. I'm happy that we caught the, the keeper. It was, uh, I guess, well worth it. We did bring it to weigh in because I was like, people are leaving and people have, people said that they have no fish. So I'm like, you never know. Like we, we if, right. and it would have, you know, I would not have wanted to like, been like, oh, I got third place with one fish, but. You know, you never know. So, uh, we had him in the in the live well. He, Alex said, swam off like a champ. Like he he had no issues being in the live well whatsoever. We caught him out of semi deep water, but he was fine in there the whole time. And wish we could have caught him some friends. That would have been nice. But oh hmm. well. Uh, still got out, and that was my that was my week. It was. Chock full of smallmouth. Um, not a lot of big smallmouth, but I think give it a few more weeks, it'll look the size will keep going up and up and up. Hmm. You want to talk about your uh, mechanical issues at all, or oh sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the tournament, obviously, the boat broke down. And then we did not get it out again until I took it to Canisius on 
Thursday, and I figured worse comes to worse. If the if the motor died, I had the trolling motor, and it's not a river. It's not a ginormous lake, and I wasn't planning on going very far away from the central launching area. But the motor performed perfectly fine on um, both days. Thursday and Friday, that is. And then today, we were towards the, towards the end of the day, and it probably is something to do with, like, the graphs and everything are draining too much battery or something, but the motor won't turn over. Um, but it also shut off the front graph again, which I thought that issue was fixed. So, like, there's something still not... Like, I don't, why would that be happening, right? Right. So, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, so, the motor shut off and it, it wouldn't start. So, I was like, alright, well, I guess we're fishing this spot that we didn't want to be on. So, let's do it. And didn't catch it, catch anything. But, uh, you know, regardless. So, it did end up starting, thankfully. I mean, the other stuff, I, I don't, it's all. Are you going to have to, uh, I mean, are you going to be operational soon? Like, you... I have no idea. I, I'm nervous to take it out on any big water or the river because if, if that happens and the motor shuts off, like it's, yeah. I got lucky last time that we already <clears throat> had people that we knew coming to like, it's, you know, a big hassle and I'm not going to do that to people, you know? For, right. So maybe take it to another inland lake sometime soon to see if I don't know to see if if it ha if it keeps happening we're trying to find another uh, place to try and take it to to see about getting work on or it worked on or what what's happening with it uh, but the phone calls have not been returned just yet so we're, we're waiting on that but yeah it's it sucks. Because yeah. obviously the local stuff's getting really good right now, and there's not. Yeah, you definitely got to get it uh, get it worked on soon. Because plus, a lot of the mechanics are going to start getting bogged down in winterization yeah. stuff too. So, um, yeah, we kind of talked about that a little bit in, in last week's discussion about uh, preparation for the fall and maintenance issues and that kind of stuff. So it's it's getting to be that falls three three days away now, so I wish it would feel like it, you know. Like I, yeah, I fished uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and today. Uh, Monday was too rainy and thunderstorms. I should have gone out. But the crew that I had scheduled then, we talked about that last weekend. Um, they weren't weren't down. And I ended up rescheduling them for tomorrow, a week away, and uh, lo and behold, tomorrow is going to be pretty nasty too. <laughs> so we're going to have to try to get them in Tuesday. Tuesday looks good, but anyway, I'm not going to go through all the days. I think the uh, the some of the same general trends. Oh, the one thing I'll I'll will talk about today, um, that 
today was finally like a huge win day. I've just, I missed the last one, which was, wasn't that long ago. But today, um, and I, you know, just bear with me, man, because I know we kind of talked about this, but I think it's, it's worth repeating. And, and oh, yeah, that's fine. what uh, it's, it's an example of the pattern. Mm-hmm. Right. So clients that I fish with today, they've been fishing with me for years. Uh, they fish with me pretty much all the fall and winter months and the spring months. They just don't fish with me in the summer, at least once a month. Right. A year ago, almost to the day, we had almost the same weather that we had today. It was a little cooler then, but it was waves starting the day at like one to threes, building to two to fours, maybe three to fives. Consistent like big waves, small craft advisory. Like that's that's the what that's the waves. And so we had that the same time, uh, almost the same time last year, same conditions. And one of the guys got seasick, started throwing up. After he threw up, though, he felt better, so he decided he was good. Yeah. And then you, after about six hours, they were pretty beat up and starting to feel nauseous and worn out, and they wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. But we hammered. Like, we caught mm-hmm. a lot of fish. So I'm talking to him on the phone last night or, you know, yesterday, and I'm like, look, we're going to have the same situation. We're going to have huge waves. Like, one of you is probably going to get seasick and – and throw up hopefully that cures it um otherwise i guess we'll go to the river so we went out waves were huge immediately like we didn't wait like three minutes got bit and just kept that was consistent you know every few minutes or so somebody was getting hooked up um but it wasn't a lot of big fish you know like threes but fun size, especially yeah. in big waves, that's a really fun size. I think I got like maybe two that scraped four in those first three drifts. Um, and uh, <clears throat> then the one guy in the bow is like, hey, I, I need to go to the back of the boat and just chill for a minute. Next thing I know, he's projectile vomiting. And uh, so we ended up going and fishing the river so we could recover. River was lame. There was a tournament going on. Which brings me to like something about what you were talking, like what you kind of dealt with this past weekend, is that <clears throat> there are three tournaments just stacked on top of a fishery. I mean, one, there's going to be some significant mortality when that happens. Just there's a lot of abuse going on. And there's without a doubt, it is a shock to the system when a tournament occurs on the water. It, it's just a shock to the system, period. Um, yes, without a doubt, there's like within four days span, I was dropping on the same fish that I was seeing like on those boat four days apart and they were eating instantly on day one and they would not even like, they weren't having it cause they've seen it all. Like, and they're just you know, yeah. done. Like, yeah, there's they've a, all gotten hooked. Or even seen even with live bait, like you could still, you're still going to catch decent numbers like I did today, but you could just tell. So like, uh, yesterday during that turn, like there were, there was a Canadian tournament going on and there was a U.S. tournament going on out of, out of the Harbor and you could catch fish, but it was a zoo. 
and the weather was really nice. So everybody was out, even recreational boaters, whatever. You know, it was just. Can I say yeah, something about yeah, yeah. recreational boaters real quick? <laughs> so, Alex, I hope you are listening to this. So he and I are fishing this spot today in about 25 foot of water. So we're three cast lengths away from shore. So this lady in her pontoon boat comes up and, you know, I don't know, from a pretty far distance. And she's like, we need to get in there. And we're like, and I look at Alex and I'm like, is she talking to us? And he's like, I don't know, man. So she gets closer and she says it again. And we're like, what are you talking about? And so I ignore her. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you can go around, you can go behind us, like the water, you know? So I'm ignoring her and I keep fishing. And all of a sudden I hear this really loud motor, like right by my head. She was within like, Probably rod tip distance behind the boat to get into her dock that we were like 50 yards off of. What? Yeah, man. It was crazy. I was looking at Alex and I'm like, is this really happening right now? It made no sense. She, <laughs> I was, but anyways, I hope everyone enjoyed that because that was just wild today. Yeah. It, you, it's the the stories are endless, you know, oh, with, no with, with lack of etiquette. But the tournament thing is weird. It, like I've just noticed this over time, and and the general point. And look, I'm not knocking. Oh, I, you no, know, no. I, I I well, I, I I'm persistently knocking tournaments, but <laughs> but uh, but it, but it, it's it's not. I, I look. I, I I support that they exist. I'm just just straight up painting of the picture that. When a tournament occurs, the fish, it has an impact on the fishing in the days following, mm -hmm. right? It's usually we'll catch smaller fish and um, the, the numbers are down, you know, we stack multiple tournaments over days on the same stretch with like hundreds of boats the numbers were even more down and the fish were even smaller yeah, yeah. i mean was... you know so it's going into my next point that like this upcoming week well i mean i don't know let me just finish this it's gotten yeah, me course. to the, it's gotten me to the point where i feel like i need to compile a list of all the tournaments that are occurring and make sure that I'm not fishing in the uh, the like the three days straddling the tournament, like the day the tournament day mm -hmm. and the two days after the tournament. Yeah. Um, just because it's it has that kind of effect. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could always make something happen, man. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but you're also putting clients on it. You're not like out there like right. us, like wanting to suffer and suffering like during tournaments like you you're trying to provide a good experience right. to everyone right. yeah yeah so that's uh but huge waves today at least have the numbers there and yeah. i bet you if i put in work uh, and that those dudes didn't or that one dude didn't start throwing up like i could have found some giants 
Um, that's the that's the effect that the waves have. But yeah, I'm t anyway, the, the wind there was pretty good this morning. So like the, we were we were drifting pretty fast through some areas, and I was like, okay, man, like smallmouth, we're 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 going by fast. Bathes drop shot. Okay, I'm on the river. It's pretty much the same freaking thing. And I'm like, we should be like hammering them right now. Like I just thought it was like getting a little nasty. I was like, this should be perfect conditions, but. Like, I think it would have been had there also, you know, like we said, not been those other tournaments. Right. There, but. Yeah. But this, uh, talking about giving the places a break, okay, mm -hmm. so all that happened and maybe, um, it, it, you would just think from the, the, the tournament's sake that all participants in, in tournaments would want to deconflict it just, yeah. just so you could have bigger bags and a better experience, you know. But anyway, um, next week is an interesting week. Like tomorrow, it's supposed to rain and blow pretty hard. Um, Tuesday looks nice, slightly cooler. Wednesday, 70s, winds blowing and raining again, kind of like tomorrow. And then Thursday is supposed to have, it's supposed to be like touching 40. It's going to be in the 40s. And highs in the 60s. And then uh, Friday, like northwest winds. So that's like an offshore bite type of situation. Which I, I'm not booked. So it's, we might, oh, your schedule is all crazy this oh, week. Oh, yeah, anyway. no doubt. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the weekend looks like it could be good. But the, long story short, like the, it's really dicey weather this upcoming yeah. week. Like it's it, just, yeah. just get out when you can. Tuesday looks good. Friday's possible if you're good with going offshore a ways um, and you got, you know, a boat that can handle that. Um, if you're going to just soak in Devil's Hole, like none of the weather even matters. I mean, you could go into Devil's Hole now and start working your ass off. Like there's got to be kings in there. Um, you know, I don't, probably not a lot, but I, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't go on social media anymore and but uh, I don't bother going in there, but I'm sure I'll talk to a couple of guys here and they'll say that they're catching a few of them. You know, I mean, it's that time. So maybe that's something to do. Um, you know, we'll, we'll deconflict and figure it out, but maybe that's something I'll do next week. But I've just been bouncing around to Erie upper and lower. And uh, now that we're about to get some cold temperatures, but a lot of crappy days next week, I'm just going to take advantage of it. Um, get some boat maintenance done and uh, you now I want to get like a, a new like wraps put on the side of my boat to protect it from like getting yeah. scuffed and stuff no um, I got to get my wash down pump fixed and then yeah I'm good got all my my reels fixed just picked them up from Chris the other day so nice. the boats rigged for uh for kings if we want to try for it but you know i'm just bouncing to as many you know just trying to stay in touch with all three yeah. you know and see what's going on yeah for sure the, the only my only beef with the river is to echo your sentiment when you and i were talking about uh your tournament last weekend was uh like the floating weeds like dude it's just they're they're horrible man like they're horrible like the they're uh no doubt that's why, like, I will 
comfortably fish three to five foot waves to, to stay away from all those floating weeds. They're just a consistent pain in the ass. Because you don't, it's, you've got to be, as a captain, if you're fishing with clients in the river, you have to be super, super, ad, like, attentive to make sure that they're not dragging weeds. You know, like, Wasting it's... Wasting uh, all that time. Yeah, because yeah. you can, yeah. and, and the way that, like, because I'm constantly staring at rod tips, and you can just tell, like, I can just tell if there's, like, a certain bend. Yeah. But if I miss it, you know, it could be a while, and then it'll take, you know, long story short, it sucks. If you if you don't have clients that, that are, like, super attentive, if yeah. they're new, yeah. the river's tough to fish, you know? Yeah. Um, because they will drag weeds for a while and stuff because there's so much of that loose stuff. And that's, that's how, like, the only thing that you can do to kind of get away from it is fish, like, the windward shoreline, right? So if you got a southwest wind then or a west wind, then you're going to fish the westernmost shoreline, like, mm-hmm. into the wind. Because it'll usually it'll blow all that... Uh, all those yeah. weeds would be in, on the the other side of the river, yeah. the leeward side, or however you want to phrase it. But uh, doing that uh, is great. But if you can't do that, you know, like basically, you would you could you could do it in East River, but that shoreline of Grand Island is mostly pretty shallow and heavily weeded anyway. Oh yeah. So, not to say that you can't catch fish in there, but um, a lot of suspending baits, like spinner bait type of presentations, if you're going to fish through that zone. But a lot of swinging stuff. See, there's there's a lot of fun things you could do in the Niagara, like a lot of fun things you could do. But it's not a, but it's not a numbers game, man. Like not this time of year. In the spring, it in the spring it is, and certain points in the fall will definitely be a numbers game in certain areas, but. The summertime thing I think is super cool for playing with different techniques, just trying out different techniques in different zones and seeing what will pick up what and where. There's something fun about fishing through current. But anyway, that's what I, that's, I'm just going to keep poking around all three as as often as I can. And I'm just super stoked that uh, we're finally seeing temperatures in the 40s. You know, the, the water temperature right now is uh, are coming out of Erie, I think it's 72, which is a little warm compared to historical averages, but like by a couple of degrees, but not by much. So I just think it's, I mean, yeah, shit, dude. A few, cool, a few, a stretch of cool nights. Yeah, and we're about to get it. Yeah. You know, like the past two, the past week. I mean, dude, the past two days, it's been over eighty degrees. It's been hot. Like I'm, I'm sunburnt. Like so, summer just wants to hold on, and uh, it looks like, looks like fall's gonna grab a hold this weekend or this upcoming weekend, and I'm Much pretty, needed. I'm pretty Much excited needed. about that. So I can tell. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah. getting giddy about the fall fishing, and I don't blame you. Yeah, I, I got uh, one other thing next week. I got, like, my final round of uh, doctor's appointments just to make sure mm-hmm. everything's cool. So I'm not going to fish. I mean, there's just a lot of crappy weather. Yeah. I'll probably get in, like, three days next week if I'm if I'm lucky. Definitely two, but uh, three if I'm lucky. The other days, 
doctor's appointments and crap weather and boat maintenance stuff. So that's it, man. That's it. So also real quick, because uh, I know we made a habit of this at other points in the podcast. Currently it is 734 and it's starting to get dark out. Yeah. So the days are getting getting shorter on us already. So uh, cooler temps, you know, this is this is where the, the magic starts happening again with all the all, all the different species. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully the boat is back in tip top shape, I, I guess, uh in time to get back into all of it. So it will be. It will be. Just make some calls and just stay on it and it'll get it'll get taken care of. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is, it hasn't even started, you know, like as long as you get things taken yeah. care of in the next couple of weeks, I think this no. cold, this cold snap has a high likelihood of, of triggering something. It's, yeah. it's like a, it's a big shock to the system. Like these, this huge win that we got today, which wasn't even really that big. It was just consistently in the upper teens, which is big enough to, at our side yeah. of the lake to be, if it's coming out of the southwest, it's that's going to make big waves. With every once in a while a gust in the twenties, you know you're going to get two to fours, and those are fun. But you got to go offshore ways, like you don't want to be close to the city. Um, in those big waves, if you fish close to the city, you're moving like real fast. Yeah. But yeah, just because the current of the yeah. river, you you want to you want to get offshore a little ways. But that makes sense. We'll get out and do it. I'll get you. You you got a, a crazy schedule this upcoming week. It doesn't yeah, man, it doesn't it, lend itself much to fishing. N- not not in the slightest. And you know it is what it is. I'm happy I'm getting more hours because yeah. I need some money. But at the same time, the boat's also in disrepair. So hopefully I could get it in this week, and I'm not going to be fishing much. But yeah, we'll have to kind of. See yeah, we what both we got a work. similar week ahead of us. It yeah. Sounds like so. Let's see good. what would work, but yeah, I'm excited for all the fall fishing festivities to begin, and I mean, I'm even looking forward to uh, catching some steelhead already. I was talking to Alex about it, and he he and I have we've been steelhead fishing for years, and. Either one of us is doing really good and the other one sucks, or the other way around. It's just how it is. And I'm hoping that soon he and I can get on uh, get on the boat with you and get a trip with you to oh, yeah, get dude. up in Devil's Hole because I, I know he would have a, have a blast. And uh, Yeah, we'll get out in November. I know he's going to be hunting a bunch, but we'll have to start. If he, if he, if he tags out early, you know. We're yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to start coordinating those dates. Yeah. So. Oh, also, uh, we don't we don't really have a topic. So no, keep so whatever. Fl- just keep flow away. Um, the vi- the trailer for our video from when we were out on Erie is up on my YouTube channel. Uh, go check it out, JD Outdoors, uh, on YouTube, and it's going to be a good video. I'm taking my time editing it. Still, uh, nice. I'm excited to to post it up. It's got a lot of good good catches in it. So. Anyways, uh, just wanted to bring that up again because I know I mentioned that last week. 
I've been the last few days as well, because when I was fishing, I was realizing, looking at all my gear, I was like, okay, this line's like shot on this, like I'm running out of braid on this. So I did a little maintenance Saturday, uh, prepping for the tournament, put a, a new Cortland braid on two of my spinning rods, new leader, new knots, everything, and it was... Uh, I can't say I got to really put them to the test today, but I did use them and it was all good. And I'm kind of pairing up the rods and reels and I've, I've limited a lot and I'm like, okay, figuring out what rods I enjoy the most and like what works best for me and all these different techniques. Uh, and I decided now like going forward, I'm going to upgrade like all my bait casting reels kind of this winter instead of the rods because a lot of the rods I have are good, but the reels suck. So I'm going to start doing that. My spinning reels are like pretty much on, on point. I need like maybe one more uh, to round it out. But I'm kind of slowly getting the arsenal ready for next bass season. But also hopefully uh, getting out my steelhead gear as well here soon. Uh, even just for walking the creeks and whatnot. Hopefully getting out from the on the boat with you and uh, a few other people a few times throughout the winter. But. I'm also excited hearing so many people talk about the late smallmouth fishing, like late November, December. Uh, that is something I would love to experience yeah, it's gonna, this it's, year. That's, that's yeah, you'll, just, you'll I've get never out there. even, yeah. We'll get out there for sure, man. Yeah, it's, uh, like you could, I, I would love if I could catch a steelhead and a smallmouth, uh, uh, like with ease on the same day. I would. I think I would lose oh, yeah. that man. That, totally. Bro, that would be the you could totally the wildest it. thing. You can catch a steelhead, a lake trout, and a brown trout and a bass in one day if you wanted to. That would be the you, wildest. You just gotta. Thing you just gotta have the right day, like the right. Oh yeah, conditions. We, we were talking about this at one point doing the hop, right? Yeah, I mean you could do, but no, there. I mean but you could also, do, yeah, just you could catch uh, all of those fish in the lower Niagara, yeah. like late November. That's true. You know, just in one day, you just have to make it a point to do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you were talking about prepping your gear, you uh, you jogged a thought in my head of, yeah. like, a similar type of thing because I was doing that this past week, too. Like I said, I got my, my reels back from Chris, and I was rigging up all my lower, lower river rods. But I used those same rods – so the rods that I use for steelhead, lake trout, basically all the lower river stuff, that rod reel combo that you've used, mm -hmm. uh, it was a TFO tactical lead bass rod, 7.3 medium action. And then uh, the reel or the uh, the Abu, uh, what, S4X yeah. or something yeah, like that, Re yeah. Revo X, yeah. Super light. Any, anyway, that situation, I that rod reel setup, I will also use on Erie. If I'm going, if I'm fishing, you know, one to three foot waves, maybe two to fours in over forty feet of water. So if I'm fishing deep rock piles and over forty feet of yeah. water, I use one and three quarter ounce weights, just like okay. real heavy weights. Yeah, 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 and 
to pull bait on a three-way and, and I just drop that. Then you just push the button and just lower it yeah. down and feather it. That makes sense. And you fish almost vertical that way. Yeah. But even though those rods, which you fought lake trout on, a small mouth and like 40 to 45 feet of water will bend that rod just as hard as, as a laker will. You know, I mean, it, it's nuts. And, and that only really <laughs> happens in November, you know, November and December, even January. That's awesome. But it's, it, they're, uh, that's, I, I also use them for that. So as I was packing, because yesterday I rigged them for that because I was anticipating maybe going like way out past Myers and um, fishing the deep stuff. But the one guy, the one guy I could tell, you know, I, I need to stop short of that and fish this one area. So anyway, um, I was, as I was rigging that up, I was thinking to myself, like rods are very similar to, to guns, you know, like, uh, the way to think of them, like your rod reel combo, that whole thing is a weapon, you know, like it's just, or no, you could, it doesn't have to be a weapon. It could be a tool. You could consider yeah. a gun a tool, you know? It's got its all of its components, but together it's a system. You know, that's what I I, I uh, try to explain to people that when it comes to to gear, that it's it's all like it, it's it's all one system. It's all combined. You know, like the the reel and the rod need to be balanced in your wrist and your hands such that it's not like torquing it's got to be it's got to be comfortable it's got to be light it's got to be easy to manipulate you know um you know if you're finesse fishing you want to use something with with braid you want to be able to feel everything like light yeah. lightness is key like in, in every one of those systems like depending on how you want to fish like you, you could get a wide array of different things but it's all designed for a purpose you know and like we keep like we keep talking about around here, you just need to get good at a couple of those things and and have that system fully built out for that thing. But by itself, once that thing's built, especially if it's super nice, like it's just like a gun, man. I mean, it's it's a tool that you could use to pursue prey, and it's it's a super effective tool, and you should get really good at manipulating that thing and doing stuff with it, and play with different versions of it that will allow you uh, to become really confident of it. And, and like, like I've, I've said a bunch of times, like don't hesitate to spend money. Um, but that's, it struck me yesterday when I was looking at like the, my different setups, cause a guy asked me like why I had different rods for dragging bait versus, uh, you know, fishing nuds and drop shots. And I had to, you know, take them through that whole explanation that I'm, I'm pretty sure I've explained it here on the, the podcast before. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I, 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 I just the, the main point there is that I popped into my head is treat it like a, a tool or a system, a whole thing put together. Think of it almost like a gun. You know, it's it, it's got the same intent. You know, treat it with respect. You know, like put it, it's a whole thing. It's a kit that you put together and. And keep refining it over time, you know, until, until you have the best thing. Don't get wedded to the one that you have either. At least not until you fished it for, fished a bunch of different things first. That'd be my take. But Yeah, I mean, 
for the most part, like the rods that I've been using a lot for like any finesse fishing for smallmouth are the uh, Carbon Light 7.3 Medium Light uh, Extra Fast. Like it's like a drop shot rod. And, you know, no, I, 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 I'm not catching as the number of fish as a lot of guys might be with potentially other gear, but I will say I've used those for the last few years and I've caught several five plus pound smallmouth on them from the St. Lawrence to Ontario to Erie. And I've had no issues with them whatsoever. So like I was analyzing all my gear and I'm like, do I really need to upgrade these rods? Like I clearly have, have a lot of confidence using them. They have never failed me. And you know, they do the job. No, they're not like a real expensive rod, but they do the job. And I paired them with like some really like the Daiwa LT reels, like the super light ones. Um, uh, and it's a great system for me with that. Yeah. And I've been doing that eight pound Cortland braid that I got and 10 pound leader on there. If I'm in the river, usually if I'm out on Erie and it's like a calmer day, eight pound, cause I'm not like dragging rocks as much. And I mean, that that's what I use today yeah. as well. For, Same thing for I drop use. shot in and, uh, any finesse stuff like that. Uh, People ask me all the time, what pound test we're using. And I'm like, Unless I'm trolling, it's it's ten pound. And when I'm trolling, it's twenty pound. You know, walleyes, kings, walleye salmon. It doesn't matter. I mean, sure. What, this what is, about on the bait caster for the when we're bottom bouncing? Same thing, ten pound. Was that really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of times in the winter, I'm fishing eight. With you though, I was fishing. Yeah, that was ten less water, right? But yeah, eight eight pound, uh, just because it it doesn't sink as fast as ten. Oh, it's lighter. Okay. So you don't get snagged because when you're fishing at vertical, especially you got a tandem rig going, yeah. um, you can. Uh, it's just a, a longer stretched out presentation that doesn't get caught on as much. So you just dial the drag back. But yeah, dude, you could catch the hell out of. Uh, fish down there on eight pound you just got to dial the drag back and tell make sure people aren't pushing down in the spool yeah you know when uh when we fish lakers if i happen to have like right now i have a spool of 15 pound so i'd like to pre-tie i'd like to sell all my like snell and then peg uh, uh a bead or even sometimes tie like a tandem rig with like a a dropper uh, fly or something like that off the back of it. Um, I pre-tie all those things. And uh, where we catch Lakers, in the, like as they're coming in in the fall, super duper rocky areas, lots of snags. Yeah. Um, so I'll put 15 on if I need to, but do most of the time, like if, if I have 15, let's say I'm tying rigs at night, forgot that I needed to buy 10 pound because I was getting real close. I burned through all my 10 pound and I have a spool of 50. I always have a backup spool of 15 because I don't use it that much. Yeah, I'll tie up a bunch with 15 and use it. And then until I buy my next spool of 10, mm -hmm. but then when I'm trolling, it's 20 pound. And that's it. Those two line types. 
That's all I got. <laughs> no, it's you know, and then braid. It's the same thing. Like the braids all, the braid is all the same. You know, matches the the line that the the leader strength. You know, ten pound, ten pound or twenty. I might even have fifty pound braid on a couple of my my trolling reels, but uh, but I don't I don't because I don't run different. I don't run lead core. I don't do any of the complicated trolling spreads. I troll for very limited windows of the yeah. year. But uh, yeah, just keep it simple, man. You know it all works. So. Yeah, and even on a, all, almost all of my baitcasting setups now, I've gone braid to leader, and I'm loving it so much more. Like, the sensitivity and everything is just bonkers, and I haven't really seen a huge decrease in bites. Like, on the river during the tournament. You definitely last, will not. That, dude, that's on the, the river last last week, like, I was throwing braid to leader, and every smallmouth that I caught was on that boom. Like, like a short leader too for a bait caster, because like you can't obviously use as long of a a fluoro leader on in a bait caster unless you're tying like a I don't know the FG knot, but like the blood or uh, Alberto, the, the Alberto isn't as thin to like go through no. the guides. So, um, with a short leader, like they didn't they didn't care at all. Like no. Dude, I, you I, you can if you to, if you want to. I just don't feel right about it. But you could totally just fish straight braid. It wouldn't matter. They would eat it with without a doubt. At least, well, with I don't know about your guys' setups, but if I fish straight braid with live bait, they wouldn't care. They would eat it. But it, it the the rig is is less is it would be more complicated if yeah. I used straight braid. You know, it's just easier to use the the rigs that we. Oh, the, yeah. the, there's be, a reason you'd be spooling yourself every time you'd be. Yeah, you'd, yeah the three a, the, the three way swivel breaking. setup is just such a perfect setup for dragging through things or fishing vertically. You can just very tailor the system. I also been playing with uh, like a barrel swivel. Maybe I should write about this or like take a photo of it for for a. Pot, uh, another podcast, but I've been playing with this barrel swivel uh, line stopper type of setup that's uh, I've been fishing with it this past week. I'll have to show you it. Yeah. But it allows the weight to move. And my theory is that it's not going to get snagged as much, but I'm still, okay. I'm still playing with it and it's more micro than a three way swivel. Like you can use really tiny barrel swivels and, uh, so you know how like those drop shot hooks exist, like where uh, they spin. Yeah, and there, there's like a loop on the top and yeah. the bottom of yep. it. It's it would be something very similar to that, you know, like as far as the amount of hardware required. Hmm. Um, you, you'll have to see it. But my point is, is that like when you when you fish a drop shot, for example. It's no different than fishing some okay. It's the difference is the amount of leader, right? So in a drop shot, you got a line hook, line weight, all in one solid line. Right? Yep. Yep. You know, with the well with the little hook sticking out a little bit, you know, um away from that line. Yeah. But if you just use a three way swivel 
that allows that line to that allows you to have a leader mm -hmm. that goes away from your main line and extends your bait downstream, which arguably is a more natural presentation, maybe, but what it definitely is is a far easier to acquire target for the fish because that main line is a bit of a resistance for it to have to go around. It can miss, fish can miss that. But if there's uh, just a free floating bait downstream, yeah. they can just T-bone that and keep swinging on it over and over and over again. Um, you know, so I, it, it, it works. I mean, it works for dragging. It doesn't work for a vertical presentation in non-current areas. But when, when, if you're dragging in current, Using a drop shot doesn't make you, you like you could just drag something on a three way and in, in, in the same way that you're fishing a drop shot have have a uh, have the same kind of effect. But that's why. It, but if you can minimize the three way swivel, like get it really small, yeah, and uh, you could do a lot of cool stuff with it. As far as like casting and swinging and stuff like that, like you can just create space away from your weight and swivel. It just gives it a more natural presentation. Yeah, but for sure. You, I just got to figure out different ways to apply it, but that's kind of what I'm tinkering with right now too. <laughs> that's so. interesting. Yeah, I'd definitely be down to hear how that goes and try it out for myself as well. There, there'll be opportunities like to experiment with that for steelhead too. And yeah. I think I think like river fishing for uh, walleyes as well. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's a good talk, dude. We always yeah. figure out a way to fill stuff up, Matt. Yeah, so. for sure. All right, everyone. Well, stay tuned for next week's episode. Stay tuned for the video dropping this week of our first episode of Two Angles on Angling from the Water. All right, peace out, everyone. Have a great week. See you.